Hi, this is Sammy Smiles, and I'm your host, Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sammy Smiles. I'm your host, Sammy Vance, and today I'm really excited because we have Amy Guglielmo here today, and Amy is an accomplished author and illustrator, uh, teacher, and the creative director for Reading Rainbow Live, and we've connected for a little while now, and it's just a pleasure to know Amy, and yeah, I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I'm thrilled to be here and grateful, and it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and all the exciting things you're doing to spread love and kindness. Thank you so much, Cindy. Um, so I'm really excited for this podcast and um, connecting with you and just getting to know more about your story and to share it with everyone else. Um, yeah, so we have a lot in common with our when it comes to like our love and art, writing, and how creative we are and also um, how we've connected through reading rainbows. I feel like we have quite a bit in common and I guess going more towards the book aspect right now, I, for me, it was a really good feeling when I got my first, uh, my first book published recently. Um, And, you know, I was just so excited and thrilled that it actually happened. It's nonfiction about my buddy bench journey and about to encourage others that they can make a difference as well. You've also written some really amazing books. And I like, I think that the things that we have in common with ours is that they are there to inspire other people. You've done yours about Vincent Van Gogh, Mary Blair, and it's just really cool. And I, yeah, I said that they're like both are to inspire others. And I think that's amazing. So what made you want to become an author? I, I can't believe how much we have in common, first of all, and I keep discovering more things that we have in common, especially, you know, now that I know you're such a, an artist. So I have a funny start to everything, um, but I've always loved art. I grew up, my mom's an artist, and I grew up bugging her while she was trying to paint. I'd steal her paints and brushes and get into everything. So at a very young age, she gave me my own paints and um, let me go wild. And one of the things I did as a kid was I loved to make books and staple pieces of paper together and scribble and start my stories. But I never thought I would be an author. I, unlike you, I didn't, I didn't know any authors when I was a kid. I knew of Beverly Cleary and Judy Bloom and all the books that I read, but I just thought they were some ladies far away. I never actually met anyone who could write or was an author. So I didn't know that was something that I could be. I knew you could be an artist and I knew you could be a teacher and those are things that I really loved. So when I was a teacher in New York City, I taught my kindergarten class all about famous artists. And one day on a field trip, I took them to the Museum of Modern Art to show them some paintings. And one of the kids recognized a Picasso painting and ran up and hugged it. And the alarms went off and the guards came over. <laughs> and one of the parents on that trip said, you should make a book about how you shouldn't touch the art. And then she said, you know what would be funnier? You should make a book about touching art. <laughs> so we did. We made our, my first book with Julia Pell, one of the parents in that class. It's called Brush Mona Lisa's Hair. And it has hair that you can touch on Mona Lisa, which is kind of funny. So that's how I started writing books. And then I wanted to learn more about art and artists and noticed there weren't a lot of books about female artists when I was trying to teach. So I needed those books. So I helped 
make those books. And another fun fact about me and writing books is I, I, I like to write with other people. I think it's really fun to collaborate and brainstorm. So I wrote Mary Blair book with my friend Jacqueline and she was in my first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. She was in my class from elementary school through high school. So you never know where these friendships will lead. Maybe Sammy, you and I will make a book someday together. <laughs> yes, hopefully I love that. <laughs> that would be awesome. I know I love the story behind that. I love how you had that story. That's just really, it's interesting, but cool how some things can be, um, I don't know what I'm trying to get to. But yeah, I just love how some things It's evolve. funny how things happen, right? Yeah, it's yeah. how if we didn't go to the museum, would that spark an idea, right? People always ask where ideas for stories come from, and they certainly come from everywhere. If, you know, when things, funny things happen in real life, you never know. So I went home and, and got some ideas. I cut up some things around the house and put them in a book. And then we figured it out. But since then, it's been a little more traditional path for publishing. But um, another thing we did try to do back then, Julia and I tried to do an art show for kids. So it's kind of funny now that 20 years later, we're, this show is coming out and we're, we're making it pretty artsy too. Yay, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, you were talking a little bit about publishing and your publishing route and so I don't know about you, but one thing that I personally found really surprising about the publishing industry and my publishing journey is how slow it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely did not happen overnight, and I didn't really know what to expect going into it. Um, but I wrote my first draft of my book when I was nine years old, and it started off as a picture book. Um, so it's changed changed so much, it but I really so love much. my picture it does yeah. change as much and I don't know uh it does take forever publishing is very slow unlike a podcast you can't just record it I, when I first I didn't realize that it would take so long you make the book you hand it in but someone in a lot of cases someone has to illustrate the books right so the illustrator takes uh it's a long time to make that many pictures and I know even though your book has a lot of words in it there's still pictures and that takes time and the layout and the printing and the edits and the back and forth did you have some rounds of edits when you did it some revisions yeah definitely there's a lot of that <laughs> a lot of that and yeah. sometimes it's very quick so I do have have some of my Van Gogh book that just came out. That one was really quick. And I've never seen a book come out that quickly, but I've had some books take three years. And I have friends who've had some books that take even longer, especially my Touch the Art books, because I think they had to go you know, overseas to get printed. And it takes a really long time. And I know right now things are even slower. So that was surprising to me about publishing too. You're like, my book's done. Why isn't it on the bookshelves tomorrow? Right. Yeah. It's just, I love the process and I loved learning about the process, but I definitely did not, I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect it to be like how it was, but I'm really happy with the finished product of my book, which I actually have right here. It's so beautiful. Now, do you have something for that color? Because I've seen you in that color shirt and the Sammy smiles behind you. Is that your favorite color? Yeah. I love teal aqua. Love it so much. It's, it's beautiful. And I love your book so much. And it is inspiring to me too. I wish I had that book because as a kid and a young adult, I 
wanted to learn about ways to help in my community and wish I had a bunny bench. Like those didn't exist when I was a kid. So it's, it's really cool that you live in a world where these exist and that you've taken that idea and expanded it in such a creative way. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, um, I love, I think the publishing industry, it's just such a unique thing that a lot of people don't know about. So I think it's really cool um, being able to experience what I didn't know. I didn't know that the Hunger Games had to go through that process to come about. And then <laughs> Everyone like, has to do that, yes. Right, yeah. I like Now thinking about it, when I read books, I just think so much more about the process um, rather than just the finished product. And it's really cool how it kind of changed my point of view of how I see things. Yeah. And did they? Did you get to see sneak peeks, like when um, drawings were done or pages were laid out? Did yes. your editor send you? That's fun. Yeah. I love that part. Or the cover when you first see the cover. Oh, reveal. I love that. That was so amazing. And right? we're pretty good friends with the illustrator. Luckily, we got to choose the illustrator. Um, so that was a lot of fun and being able to kind of like um, all collaborate on that. It was really cool That's and it was amazing. just so awesome. Yeah, that's another surprise too. Um, some in some places you you have a relationship with your illustrator, or you get to meet your illustrator. In some cases, I've never spoken to one of my illustrators that I worked on two books with, not, just like emails, but not I've never met in person. And I I'm still want to meet him in person. His name is Brett Helquist, and he illustrated just being Dolly and Cezanne's parrot. And he's famous for doing the illustrations for Lemony Snicket. So I was so excited when I found out that we were working together, but it's funny, we still haven't met. Yeah. <laughs> but some of the other illustrators, I feel like um, I can call them up and ask them questions and see how they're doing and um, check on them. And I actually love to work with the same illustrators over and over again. It's a, it's a real partnership. So I'm I'm curious about if you have any other books coming. Am I allowed to ask you? Do you have any other ideas? We have ideas. We have ideas. We definitely do. Yes. Good. Good. I hope there are more, more books from you in this world. That would be great. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what the future holds. In two or three years when the next one comes out. Yeah, yeah. We just got to go through the process again. Over again. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I keep thinking like, so if a book is sold today, it doesn't come out until like 2024 or 2025. That sounds, that sounds like science fiction. It sounds like, you know, another, another dimension. It sounds so far away. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. It is. But maybe you're like maybe two more in high school for you, right? Yeah. yeah, maybe high school. <laughs> maybe by then. That would be great. Yeah. And then college and then and then and then. Yeah, just continue going on. I love it. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Some of the books that I've created are series. Um, and I never set out to make a series, but you know, sometimes ideas come that way especially when you're talking about different artists or different um, types of art. That's a fun thing. I feel like your books could be a series. Maybe there's something else there. Another, <laughs> another act of kindness. I like that. I like that. <laughs> With a purple color cover, right? Yeah. purple. <laughs> yeah. We'll make the purple cover for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love yeah. It. So now we can talk about art 
Uh, so my downtown has a ton of amazing um, murals on arts and or murals and buildings, and it's just really cool. I love going around to them and seeing all of the different photos and like the kind of I like to determine the story behind it and create a story for it. And I just think it's so cool. And I have quite a few pictures too with uh, murals behind me. And some of them are really big, some of them are small, but they're all just really unique and cool in their own way. Uh, and I was actually able to meet a muralist and I'm, he was on my podcast recently too. So that was oh, really cool. cool. Yeah, uh, Sean Dunwoody. And I love to doodle and I love to... Um, just design different things and actually we did cap art murals and um, with my downtown parks department so that was a lot of fun and I know that you were the co-creator of the outside park um um sorry public art project sorry I could not pronounce that <laughs> so yeah no, it's, it's, a, it's a mouthful so again I had a partnership um my friend Julia is um, a community organizer and really active. She, um, a funny story about her. So she's um, also an acting professor and she plays in a band and she's really cool, but that's how I got to meet Kendall Rainbow. She was, he was one of her students, one of her acting students. So that's how it's a small world. But she came to me and she said, you know what? This town needs some art on the walls. Let's start a group and paint the town and we did. And when we first did it, um, there weren't any other murals around. When we first started doing it, um, we had to explain to people what it meant to paint on walls versus graffiti, the difference between how it works and what would happen once you put a work of art in the wall, how is it protected? So we really had to educate our community first. But once we made the first mural, more murals came. So I think, we started in 2016 and we have about 20 murals. And now um, we've been working in the towns around us and other people are making murals and we're raising money for artists to do smaller projects. Um, I've done some murals here in Costa Rica, which is really exciting and some other places. I participated in a big mural project where artists from around the world sent tiles to a staircase in Brazil. So. It's really fun to know that your art lives someplace where everyone can see it. And it's a great way to engage the community and beautify your town. So I love, and I love your bottle cap art. That's on our list of things to do. We really want to do that. But I know you have some tips when I do that. I can call you up and say, hey, glue doesn't work. We need screws. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long process. It's something that we had to definitely learn throughout it so that the caps didn't keep falling off. It's, it's, yeah. But then they last forever. I think that's really fun. We do want to do that. I love the idea of recycling and upcycling. And a lot of our, our projects are, you know, donated paint and, and things like that. We love the idea of we'll take paint. You'll see the same color blue in all of our murals because we, you know, use it as much as we can. Um, but we think it's a really fun thing. Also, we think it's important for artists to get paid and we support local artists and businesses this way. When you um, put money into your community, into the arts, it gets spent there and we can show off local artists and it's not just for exposure. We, we really want to reward their talents and celebrate them. So we've had some great artists come from around the world. We've had local artists. We have um, one 
one mural, we, we did made a tree and it's a community mural and people from different places made birds to represent their home countries and are something meaningful for them. We did a community garden mural last summer where people painted all different flowers and vegetables. So it's really fun when we can involve the community, but it's also nice when we can show off a single artist as well. I love that so much. I think that's really amazing. It's really fun. And, and luckily, <laughs> and usually I wind up painting a little bit, as, even though I'm organizing, I always lend a hand. We and love that. On, on the ladders and eat the last mural that we did. Um, my mom actually did, which is nice because she's always been helping. So we, we gave her her own mini wall and she painted a little forest. And it, was, it, it turned out really beautiful. I didn't help with that one. It's not very nice of me. <laughs> Poor mom. <laughs> Did a good job on her own. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that so much. It, it's fun. And my yeah. dad's a tour guide. We made um, mural maps for our city. And he takes people around, whether they like it or not. He takes them on tours and shows off. And <laughs> my wife did this one. My daughter did this one. He's, he's a proud and bossy tour guide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you love that. Yeah. You know so, that <laughs> yeah. So, um, me and my dad actually, I remember doing a cookies and canvas with him um, when I was a lot younger. And I remember in that class, we were painting the night sky into castle. And I, I remember doing um, Elsa's, or I remember thinking it was Elsa's castle, and that's how I pictured it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember having so much fun while painting it and everything. And I love how the memories still have stuck, um, stuck through that. So, how does your, um, how does your art impact yourself personally and also other people? It's so funny. I think every time I make a painting or a mural, like it's a moment in time and I can think back and, you know, looking at pictures and um, memories pop up. Like, oh, a year ago we did this, or this is two years ago. And, and it's almost like, um, you know, reading a book, when you're done reading a book, I feel like empty and full at the same time, like, oh, the book's over, but it brought me so much joy. And I feel like that when I make a piece of art or a mural, like it's so nice for everyone to come together and have a moment of collaboration. It's really special. It's like doing the show Reading Rainbow, you know, everyone coming together to make something beautiful and bright and share it. So, but the good thing is it lives on beyond that moment when you're painting. I feel like that's part of it is making it and then part of it is enjoying it, right? So like, I'm sure you look at that painting that you made with your dad and you think about that special night and how it was Elsa's castle. <laughs> it's still Elsa's castle, but I, that's the fun thing about art and, um, you know, seeing it, running into it. Every time I drive by, you know, a mural and I see that burst of color, it's, it's a nice memory. And I'm getting a lot of notes from friends. It's really snowy where I live and, and it's, and it's gray. And they said, oh, the flowers are keeping us happy during the winter. And, and when we were painting, we were thinking, oh, when it's gray and yucky out, we're going to see this and it's going to help us. And it is, people said it really helps to see it. So that's a great feeling, right? I'm sure you feel that way with your benches. Yeah, it definitely is. And I love that so much. And I love how, even though we're talking about different things, the buddy bench and your art murals, I love how they can relate in that way. I think that's totally, cool. yeah. totally. 
I mean, it's community art. If you think of your benches are art, they're functional art. You can sit on them, especially you have some very colorful ones. So I think, um, I think what you're making, it's art. Thank you. Yeah. So if now you're ready, we could talk about reading rainbow. Ready. I'm ready. It's funny because like books and art and reading rainbow and teaching and all these different things sort of, um, intertwine right yeah. to make us who we are right it's hard to separate Sammy the artist from Sammy the writer to Sammy the community inspirer -er, right <laughs> all the same <laughs> I love that so much same to you we could say the right? same thing about you yeah it's the same. it all right it really informs everything which is so fun yeah. so about reading rainbow live what do you want to know yeah, so I remember watching Reading Rainbow, the original show, when I was in second grade. I remember watching those at the end of the day in the class when we were getting ready to leave. Um, and I love the energy of the shows and how um, we learned about the books that, we, that they read and everything. It was just so cool. So what led you to be the creative director of Reading Rainbow? And what's the best part about bringing it back? There's so many good, that's such a good question. There's so many good things. First of all, um, I'm lucky because I'm an educator and an author and an artist and an art teacher and all these things, community organizer. Um, Stephen Beer, the executive producer, knew me because I was Max Beer, Max Rainbow, the, the music director. I was his kindergarten teacher. And he said, let's bring some of the things that you did in your classroom to life in this new iteration. And I loved reading Rainbow too, the original. I was a little older, um, but I did show it in my classroom and it's one of them, it is the most watched show in classrooms. So I would show, show my students. And then afterwards there's the book review section where the kids did book reviews. Then I would have my students do book reviews in the style of reading Rainbow, which was a really fun way to get them to read. <laughs> so I tricked them into being performers who read books and they loved it. So I have always been inspired by reading Rainbow and we're not trying to recreate the original show because that was really special and meaningful and perfect for its time. This is new and different and special in its own way. It has songs and dancing and activities and uh, hosts of Rainbows. There's a whole ensemble cast of talented performers and we're going to do some of the same things. There'll still be stories and themes and adventures and field trips, but um, this will look a little different. So, and we're excited because you're going to be on it too. So that'll be fun. We think it's really important for kids to see um, other kids and inspirational kids. So you get to be the first and we're thrilled about that. But the best thing is I get to help pick the books and the themes. And that's the coolest job in the world, right? To come up with ideas. It's like a dream come true. Yes, that definitely sounds amazing. And I'm just really excited, like you said, to be a part of the first live event on March 6th. I feel really honored to be chosen and to have my book featured. Um, so yeah, I'm just so excited. So how do you actually pick the books to showcase? Well, we think it's really important that everyone sees themselves in a book. And we think it's important that we represent different book creators, illustrators, and authors that haven't 
been recognized. Um, there are a lot of famous authors and famous books out there and everyone knows about them, but there might be some books that people don't know about that um, we think they should know about. And when I was looking at themes and ideas, I love the idea of using imagination and creativity and STEAM. People talk about STEAM, which is science and technology, engineering, art and math, and using one of those books. So when I paired up with a team from PBS and all the, all the educators, we have a big team, we were coming up with ideas and someone said uh, that there is Kid Inventors Day in January. And you know, what a great way to start the year and start the show with the idea of making inventions and taking chances and brainstorming and problem solving. So we just thought create making stuff and creating and being innovative was a great way to kick off the whole series. So then we looked at a bunch of books and I've always loved Be a Maker and it's just such a fun and fabulous book. And it talks about all these different choices we make in a day. You can make a friend, you can make a cake, you can make a rocket ship, all these things that we make every day. And Katie Howes uh, was so generous and excited too. And I asked, what do you think? Would you like to be involved? So we chose that book and then we wanted to have a super kid on the show and we found you and we were so thrilled because you're such a pro and you have so much to offer and all the things you do really fit with the theme as well. So we're going to have some trouble finding someone as special as you, but I think there's some other special kids out there and I've seen some on your podcast too, right? So I'll, I'll pick your brain for some ideas. And then we wanted to really make sure that um, the kid book reviews were also in the theme that, that featured some real kid inventors, some other inventors that people might not know about. We wanted to show off some new books and, and expose kids to all different books and different cultures. So it's really important that we have kids seeing themselves in these books and in, with these authors. I love that so much. Thank you. And again, I'm so honored to be a part of Reading Rainbow. I love it so much. We're thrilled. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to say before we get on to rapid fire round? Ooh, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. I don't know. I don't know. Shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. This is so exciting. It's so nice to talk to a fellow creative and talk, sometimes authors is such a solitary thing, right? To, to, and, I've, and I realized that talking to Katie too, is just fun to talk about books with someone who writes books. Mm-hmm. So thank you. All right. I think I can handle it. I think all I right. All right. Okay. <laughs> so if you're ready, then I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions and you can answer with the first thing that comes to mind. It's nothing too hard. (laughs) Um, So to start off, two plus two. Four. Okay, yeah. That has nothing to do with it. Anyway, um, favorite color? Uh, Orange. Uh, Favorite animal? Oh, I'm going to say monkeys because they live outside my door and they keep me up at night. Yes. Um, Favorite food? Cheese. Always cheese. Cheese, cheese, cheese. All day cheese. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) um would you rather just write books or just illustrate books oh that's a tough one Mm, I think write books but that's a hard one that's a hard choice it's like 50 50 yeah right right Um, you know 
I'm learning to write still. I'm still yeah. learning. To write. I'm still learning to draw. It's all a practice. So I'd say write. I love that. Yeah. Uh, favorite quote. Don't be afraid of stepping on toes if you want to go dancing. And Ooh. I think that means like making mistakes. I don't think it means hurting someone or taking someone else's space. I think it just means that go out and make mistakes. Even if you look silly doing it, just go out and dance. I love that. I like that one. Yes. <laughs> um, would you rather just talk to animals or just be able to speak or would you rather be able to speak to animals or speak all the languages? Ooh, gosh, that's a hard one. I, again, I, my language skills are not very good. So I think I'd love to be able to speak different languages and travel around the world and meet people and speak. I'm, I'm trying to learn Spanish now, but it's not going well. <laughs> yeah, I try to learn Spanish too. Not fascinating a lot. At, I'm better at math. I'd rather do math. Than, yeah. But I'm going to try. I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> um, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be? Ooh. It has to be someone alive, right? Obviously. It, they could be dead or alive. Dead or alive. Well, I think I would like to. Mm, that's so hard. I think I would like maybe Michelle Obama because I want to ask her about. Um, healthy foods and dancing and books and all those things. I love that. Yeah. Uh, favorite place to read a book. I love reading books on a boat and it sounds funny because I get really seasick, but I still love reading books on a boat. <laughs> nice. um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? flying I think flying would be the you know the sort of the best superpower do people say things other than flying <laughs> do you, do, there's so many different there's so many different, there's so many different ones yeah. all I can think of is like I want to fly yeah <laughs> cool for me it's either flying or teleporting oh see that's basically the same thing teleporting is even better <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I just love to like I could visit you, just like press a button, visit you. I could be there. We could I do this it. podcast in person. Perfect. And then you could zip home for yeah. dinner. Just like dinner time. I love it. Um, and so where can people find you and Reading Rainbow Live on social media? So all different places. Let's see. ReadingRainbowLive.com. Reading Rainbow Live on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm amygolyelmo.com, amygolyelmo on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. There are all sorts of fun things that we have planned, that I have planned, new books, new art, new TV shows coming soon. Yay, I'm so excited. Yay. Me too. <laughs> and for the last question to ask all my guests, what is something that makes you smile? In kids art, art made by kids. It's my favorite thing in, in the whole wide world. It makes me so happy. I love big, smushy, messy, bright colors painted with big brushes. It's all wonky and weird. It's my favorite thing in the world. It makes me that. smile. I love that, right? yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on my podcast. This was such a fun conversation and I'm really excited for reading Rainbow Live and being able to connect with you and yeah, just thank you so much. 
Me too. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you. And to all the uh, viewers and listeners, I really hope that you have an amazing day. And remember that you don't have to be an adult to make a difference. You could be a kid too. I hope this makes you smile. Bye.